I'm Jess. I'm Dee. And we're The The Social Social Girls, Girls, a podcast for women who appreciate real life talk and F-bombs. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. How is your Canada Day? Um, you know, same bullshit, same packing. We have to be out by the 15th. So my mom came over and helped me pack the kitchen, which I absolutely hate doing. Can I, can I say, is now a good time to say your mom is our guest on episode three? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I confirmed with her yesterday and she was excited. Good. She's in. She's committed now. Our first guest. Yay. My mommy. (laughs) How was your Canada Day? What'd you do? It was good. We went to the lake. It rained Mm -hmm. a lot, but we did go to the lake. So what did you do? Stay inside and get drunk? Uh, you know what? I did actually have <laughs> quite a bit of vodka waters and the next day I actually felt like shit. Oh, no. I know the worst. Um, so before we get into it, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that listened to episode one. We were really overwhelmed by the support that we got. Um, this podcast for us is all about lifting the veil on everything is perfect and supporting other women. So when we had all you women reach out and support us, it was really, really awesome. Yeah. I think I shed a few happy tears. Like, she, yeah. <laughs> I did. I said it. It was just overwhelming, the support. We, our goal was, what, 50 views? Yeah. 50 plays. And now we're over 130. Yeah. So, so I am. So, yes. We just want to take a quick minute and say thank you. Um, so this is episode two. And this is called Birth Stories and Mom Bods. Um, but uh, Mom Bods, but if you have a vagina or a body this will be relatable to you. So let's get into it. Okay. So I love birth stories. I really love hearing about how your baby came into the world, whether it was C-section, vaginal, whatever. I, I just love birth stories. That's true. You do. I know you asked me how things went with the C-section at first when I had mine, but we also had a friend um, who just had a baby boy. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing you told me. It was the birth story. And you were just like, <laughs> it was so crazy. You know what? Yeah. Like my friends will tell me like, oh yeah, the baby's great. Blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, I don't care. How's your badge? <laughs> like what's going on with that puss? I want to know, share it with me. Did you get stitches? Yeah. One hole? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and if you did get stitches, I want to know how many, I want to know what's going on. Like full on details. I know. I'm obsessed. I love birth stories. I mean, I don't, if someone will share them, I'm into it, but I don't really go out of my way to ask. I do. I, I, I get really curious about like home birth stories. Right. And no epidural, none of that. Like, Hey, did you feel everything? Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kate, I think that we should start with the birth of your daughter, Peyton. She's the oldest. So let's go there. And what was that like for you with her? Well, I was 21. I don't quite remember everything because I was super drugged up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had a high water leak at 37 weeks. So they told me I had to stay in the hospital and that my baby was going to be born the next day. Nothing happened all day. It was like eight hours of nothing. Um, Then my OB came in and she broke my water. And I only dilated to like six, seven centimeters. And she just wouldn't come out. She just kept going like back in. It's kind of like when you shit and you, it's like sitting there waiting to come out. That's called a prairie dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that. So that's, that was my baby. So Peyton was prairie dogging. <laughs> she got stuck in the canal and then 
well, yeah, is that what it's called? <laughs> she got the stuck birth there. Canal, the birth yes. canal. Oh my God. And then um, her stats dropped and her heart rate just plummeted and all the alarms are going off. The anesthesiologist like pumped me with more drugs and they wheeled me into the C-section room. Didn't feel a goddamn thing. And then she was born. And then she was born. How much did Peyton weigh? She, oh God, I have three of them. Don't ask me that question on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was six two, I want to say. So she was small. Six two, even at 37 weeks. So she'd have been actually probably a larger baby. Maybe. Maybe yeah. there was just no room for her. She was always supposed to come. Yeah. Uh, my mom always claims that they induced me or like they broke my water too soon and that I probably could have gone a few extra weeks. Okay. But because I was already there and I've spent all day, eight hours in the hospital with nothing happening. They're like, let's just do it. This is, yes, this is how it works. Um, now in hospitals, I think it's just more of like, let's just get the baby out. You're yeah. good. Let's do it. Yeah. I probably could have managed, but I don't know. I don't really remember. I just remember feeling like there was a little bit of a leak. And I think I called my mom at 11 o'clock at night and I was like, I think that my water might broke, might've broke a little bit or it's pee. I didn't know. I was so, so young. You know what? For women that haven't had babies or you're pregnant with your first or you have kids, you can relate. It just feels like you're peeing without pushing it out. Yes. It's just a trickle. And you're like, I feel like I'm peeing, but I'm not pushing it out of my bladder. Yeah. What the F is going on? And that's exactly where I was at. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I, it was my first time. Not a clue. Right. So then when I obviously went there, they're like, no, you have a high water leak. Like you're going to have to stay. And I get it because I know that's dangerous for the baby, the more fluid you lose. Yes. So I totally understand where they're coming from. But for that particular birth, it was, I couldn't tell you. A whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> and the other two were both um, easy. They were walk-in C-sections already scheduled at 40 weeks. I am that type, that person that cannot physically have a baby out of my vagina. So I think now would be a good time to say born is best. Yeah, we're not going to mom shame. However, no. you get your baby out. Yes, we're yeah. not mom shame here. <laughs> no, we are whatever not works. mom shaming. Yeah, um, whatever works as long as the baby's healthy and yeah. you're healthy. I think that's great. Because, like, honestly, my baby would have died. Yeah, and that's really scary to think. Mm -hmm. Um, can we talk about your last daughter? How your <laughs> husband missed the birth? <laughs> so my third baby and my last. Um, I was same thing. She had. I think the OB had like scheduled c-sections like back to back we were already pushed back two hours so when they got me in there put me on the table and whatever it's going and she starts cutting and I'm not really paying attention I didn't think it would be that fast she starts cutting pulls the baby out my husband's not beside me the baby's crying and he is just like waiting outside he's like is that my baby that's got to be my baby crying. Stands up, like, ask the nurse that's walking by. He's like, I think that's my baby crying in there. And she was like, oh, my God, we forgot you. And then rushed him in as the baby was getting moved <laughs> to the weighing station. So just to recap, they <laughs> forgot to bring her husband into the room. Yes. And they did your C-section. Yeah. And he only knew... <laughs> that it had happened because he heard the baby crying. Yes. Through the OR doors. Yeah, they forgot him. And the only, what they brought him in for at the very last part was to hold the baby while my tubes were getting tied. Cause that actually took the longest. My baby was out in probably less than five minutes. And then while you're frozen and while they're in there, they yeah. tie your tubes. Yeah. Okay. Do you still get your period? Yes. So I think your husband asked me that once and I started laughing. Cause I was like, 
dude, Christian loves women's bodies. <laughs> I just thought, uh, I didn't like get a hysterectomy here, man. I just got my tubes tied. Okay, but I am confused. That's the fallopian tubes. But then does an egg not come down? I, I don't know. I think... I don't know, actually. Somebody somebody answer that question, because I guys, don't know. someone explain to us what's happening with Jess's body. Um, Do I still produce eggs? I feel like yes. Yes, I because you yeah. have your period. Yes. Yeah. I do have my period. I don't, I don't, I didn't get like a hysterectomy or anything like that. But apparently I come to find out because my sister-in-law told me that you could actually get something, um, what's the word? Reversed. No, you can get, you can get it. So you don't get your period. I could have asked for that. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. So you could have yeah. not had your period. Mm-hmm. It's not a hysterectomy and it doesn't mess with your hormones. They basically like solder off. It's, there's some word for it because she got her tubes tied too. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do I regret it? No. How did you know you were ready to officially not have more kids? Um, because I have three daughters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot of hormones in that house. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I just decided at the third one, whether it was a boy or girl, I was going to get it done. And I was done having babies. Right. They asked me if I wanted to do that. I know. And I was like, no, I don't know. I panicked. I, I regret it now. I will say, I, if my if my tubes were tied, I would be definitely okay with that. Yeah. But now it's just my husband has to get a vasectomy. And I'm actually happy that for once it's him going through something. Okay. I said that too. I was like, Colt, I think it's maybe you should get yours, you know, get your vasectomy done. He's like, oh, why would I do that? Well, because then you can't have any babies either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So tell us about your babies. Cause I know your first birth was quite traumatic for you. Yeah. So my first birth, um, I was also really young. I was 20, I was about to turn 21. So I was the same age as you yeah. when you oh had Peyton's. Yeah. And I got pregnant and we hired a doula. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So we hired a doula and I was going to have a natural birth. Oh, damn. So I was, I was ready. We took like a birthing class and everything. We were really into the natural birth. I read every book possible. Um, and then I was 40 weeks and nothing happened. I wasn't dilated, nothing. Mm -hmm. So I was scheduled Friday morning to be induced. Yeah. And Thursday morning, Christian got up for work and I was going pee on the toilet and I kept peeing after I was done (laughs) using the bathroom. So I'm sitting there just listening to water gush into the toilet and then I'm tired though. So I get back into bed. Of course, because you're always tired. Yeah, I am. I have the sleeping patterns of a house cat. (laughs) So So true. um, So then I lay back in bed and it's leaking all over our bed and I'm like, Christian, I think you should come in here. Like he's about to walk out the door for work. And I'm like, look, like what's gushing out of me? So he starts Googling, what does amniotic fluid look like? (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I think this is it, but I really want to shower. I had a spray tan book that day. Oh my God. I was getting my nails filled. I, yeah, because someone's, who was supposed to be getting married? Yes. And then I, oh, and then my mother-in-law was getting married in two days. So I was like, I was prepping for this because I thought I'd push this baby out and then I would go to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to blow out my hair. Like, so then I could just give birth real quick, go to the wedding. You'd have your spray tan done. I'd have my spray tan. (laughs) It would all be good. 
Um, okay, I feel like now is a good time. Just shout out to my spray tan lady. I love her. If you're in the Edmonton area, um, Sherwood Park, go to Glitz. She's amazing. She did not pay me to do this. I just fucking love spray tans. Yeah. She also shared our podcast and listened to it. So yes, thank See, you. Women supporting so women. She is a small business owner. She's a woman in business. I just, yeah. Anyways, okay, off topic, but you got your spray tan. You're gonna get ready for your blowout, right? You're and good to go for the wedding. I'm good to go for the wedding. I'm good to go for the birth. Like we're gonna fucking do this. And then Kane had other plans, <laughs> so we, I decide because I'm gonna do a natural birth that I'm gonna just labor at home for a while. So Christian makes me breakfast. Oh. We get out the yoga ball, and I go in. I take a shower. I blow out my hair. And then I get a contraction. Oh, God. So you haven't gotten one yet. Your water no. just broke. No, oh, but no contractions yet. And then I get a contraction. And then I get a couple more contractions. Oh, man. And then we call the doula. And she says, I'm at another birth. So I will send my backup doula. Oh, no. And she says, I have been in business for 25 years, and this has never happened of me missing a client's birth. Oh, my God. So the fucking chances that it's you. I know. Like, right. So I'm like, okay. So we get to the hospital, they check and they're like, yes, it is amniotic fluid that you're leaking. You can't leave. Like same thing as you, like it's go time. We're going to do this. So I get another contraction and I decide I'm not having a natural birth. So, <laughs> so I get two shots of morphine in my butt <laughs> And then I'm so stoned that I try to walk, oh my deal God. with the contractions, and I'm quite unstable on my feet. So they're like, you need to actually just get in bed. Oh. So then um, about 10 hours later, I finally am like, Kate, give me the epidural. Like, this is done. And in the meantime, I have had laughing gas, morphine, anything they can give me. I'm like, yeah, give it to me. So now yeah, my natural oh my birth God. plan really right lasted. out the window for that. That's oh, yeah. okay, though. Um, and then the backup doula shows up and I've never met her in my life and she's about to, I don't know what, like, what I'm does not... a doula do? What are they, are okay, they for so, support? Yeah. So they're basically like a birth coach. Okay. They'll help you with anything you, what you would normally do is go through your birth plan with them and they would be like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, this lady didn't have my birth plan. Yeah. She had no she's idea. literally a stranger walking into the room. Yeah. Like, Hey, here's my badge. <laughs> How are I know you? you don't know my birth plan. I can't really talk to you right now in yeah. the midst of my contractions. And P.S. My birth plan, I just fucking lit it on fire because I've gotten every drug possible. Screw natural. Yeah. <laughs> give me the drugs. So then they give me the epidural and I screamed so badly during that that people actually thought I had given birth to the baby. Oh, man. I had not. So like during your for your contractions? No, the, the epidural, epidural hurt oh, so bad. And yes. from what I've heard, ladies, tell us, did yeah. the epidural hurt you or no? Because I've heard a lot of women say, no, it's just pressure. But then from no. my own experience, it was mm -hmm. absolutely horrible. Mine too. I, I A nurse actually tried, I think, twice to poke me. And she actually yelled at me and told me to stop moving. Okay. Right. I'm like, this, this fucking hurts lady. Like, yeah. I would love to stop moving, but this is super painful. Yeah. And it's not quick. No. Oh, so no, I'm with you. Yeah, so I was just, like, not into that. Like, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, fast forward 20 hours. So I was in labor just under 30 hours. Oh. Um, and they give me an episiotomy, use forceps, and pull my son out. And I am so naive 
they never told me they were giving me an episiotomy. What? I had no idea. So he's out and he's on my chest. And I say, so naive, right, to the doctor, how's it look down there? And he goes, you have a fourth degree tear and I <gasps> rebuilt your whole vagina. Oh my God. So I basically had... Like, did you tear already and that's why they cut or no? I was going to tear, so they basically did oh, it for me. Right. And... I don't know. I've again. I've heard episiotomies aren't the way to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like this was almost seven years ago. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But I just wish someone had told me. Like yeah. at least give me a heads up what's going on down there. Ugh. Um. So, anyways, I love how you give birth and you're like, "How's my vag looking, doc?" I know. See, like I'm <laughs> obsessed with vages. Like I think I'm just obsessed. <laughs> so then, and you know, I this I also really like going to the strippers. And oh, this yeah. is coming into, like, am I obsessed with vaginas? I don't know. I think I am. You might be. <laughs> or just women. I know. I, I just, just love, love it. Women. I do. I don't mind strippers either. Yeah. So, okay. So then, uh, Kane is born. He's on my chest. Fast forward to 24 hours later, I get sent home with a catheter. I oh. cannot pee on my own. I'm can't pee on my own. I get sent home with a catheter. I'm told nothing about what's going on with my body except I'm like you're giving me a catheter to go home and then who's got to drain your pee bag so it was Christian he Ooh. drained my pee bag into a Gatorade bottle <laughs> and I literally laid in bed for two weeks crying of the pain of my vagina oh my it god it was unbearable while, while being a new mom while being a new mom that's 21 years old yeah you have no idea what's going on your whole world has changed and I just want to say right now birth trauma is real. Mm -hmm. Having PTSD after giving birth is very, very real, especially when you had a plan. Yeah. And, you know, I think going in with a plan is great. Do they always work? No, you've got to go with it. The baby has its own ideas. Right. But just being sent home with no advice, no nothing, and just being in for this world of pain and emotional trauma. Oh, and you're not sleeping. Right. Um. It was a lot. It was a lot. And mm -hmm. I just feel, I really feel like I had birth PTSD. It was horrible. Yeah. And like, I think now about my husband, we weren't married at the time, obviously, but like well, how amazing he was. Yeah. Because I was so broken physically and emotionally that it was just like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Well, it changed the way when you got pregnant again. Yes. So when I got pregnant again, um, we found out it was twins <laughs> <laughs> and we were already going to have a C-section though. We had already decided no matter what, based on what happened last time, it even, would be a C-section. Even if it was a single birth. Yes. You were like, no, you were very adamant. Yeah. We're just cutting this baby out. Yeah. And then when it was twins. So yeah, I had a C-section at 36 and a half weeks with the twins. It was scheduled and it was the best day of my life. Yeah. I rolled in for surgery and I was, had my hair blown out. I was ready because I knew it was coming. You had your spray tan done, your hair blown out. Yeah, it was ready. good. And I, did you groom before you gave birth? Yes. See, I, I did mean, too. as much as I could. I think I remember the, maybe the second time they like brought out a razor. And then as I'm on the table, they're like, oh, I guess we're good here. I'm like, yep, yeah, we good. Yeah. You know what? They told me too. I have, if you've never been in the OR, it is a very, very white room and cold and cold. And it looks like heaven. It's so oh white. God. It it's is like. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, 
it's very you're butt naked on a table with the best lighting possible. So yeah, especially when you have a hot anesthesiologist. Yes. Oh, did, there, did you? Yes, the hot guy. Yes. Oh, we man. worked at the same hospital. Yes, yes, we did. And I got two anesthesiologists because there were two babies. Oh, that's right. So I'm, I like, had. I'm two. fairly certain I asked you. I was like, "Did you get uh, the hot anesthesiologist?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did." Yeah, I did. Like, sorry, was, husbands. Yeah, he was fucking hot. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit." Great. Now this guy's going to be staring at my ass now. Literally. In this white room. Yeah, literally. So I was 35 and a half weeks. I went and got a Brazilian. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, let's do this. And I will say there's a lot of extra blood flowing through your body and it fucking hurt. Oh my God. Like Brazilians so hurt anyway. I've never but- had one. Oh my God. It is. I only think, I just don't think I can grow it for that long. That is the thing, you know what? And Christian is very particular about, sorry, Christian's moms are listening to this, no, but he's grooming habits. Like it's got to be clean down there if I want him to eat the taco. Yeah. He, <laughs> I can vouch. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't, oh, okay. That sounded bad. I can agree with that because he has said that. I remember having this conversation. Yes. And he's like, I don't do nothing until she showers. No, like it's got to be pristine. And I will say after I fucking birthed Caden and had one open hole and they stitched it back up, it was like, you know, when you're in Walmart and you see the ground chicken. Yeah. Oh God. That's was my badge. But then after he did the full thing, now it's like a fucking strip loin down there. But anyways, so yes. Did you guys groom? Can moms tell us? Is it normal? Did everyone groom before birth? Did you not? I think now, and I'm, I don't know if I'm right about this, but my last daughter, Cadence, she's three. I'm pretty sure on the requirements for going into surgery, they actually put that on there to make sure that you're clean shaven. Because with surgery. I don't think that they do it anymore. I don't know. I could be, again, I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. If anyone else does, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, but yeah, I did. I went in with my huge belly of twins and was like, wax me. It was your okay, your belly wasn't even that big. You were so cute. Thank you. Holding your twins. You I would never have been able to tell that you had twins. Thank you. It was when I had to get on all fours for her to do my butthole, that was a lot. I was like, this is how they were made, and this is what I'm reliving it. And she did my asshole. She did it all. She went right in there. She did. She did it all. And she was like, do you want a landing strip? And I was like, surprise me. Cause I can't see it anyways. I'll know when my belly goes down what you did. Oh my God. <laughs> What'd she do? And she, she took it all. Oh, it was bare, go. which I was grateful for. It's good. Cause could you imagine showing up to surgery with a landing strip? Or something know, down there? Right. That oh funny. my God. Yeah. So those are my, my birth stories. I have to say, I definitely, a C-section was way better for me, mm-hmm. but I agree. I mean, because I've experienced all three of them. And for me, it was life or death. For you, it was trauma. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, we see so many articles about, oh, natural births and this and that. I think whatever works Mm -hmm. for you as a female, that's what you should do. Yeah, exactly. Whatever works for you and the baby to be the healthiest possible, that's what you should do. Yeah. No judgment, no shame. Um, That's not what we're here to do either. No. Because Deandra's had both. I honestly even tried for my second birth. I asked my OB if I could try like a VBAC and she was willing to let me, even though I feel like she lied to me because my chart said otherwise, (laughs) but it's like, I think she just kind of humored me. Yeah. Um, 
And then she said, you know, if nothing happens at 37 weeks, uh, then we're just going to schedule the C-section. So that's what we did. Yeah. And I, yeah. And you know, we do have, I had two good friends that have given home birth yeah. and both their babies are happy and healthy and so yeah. are they. So I really do think it's just whatever works best for you. I swear there's like a funny quote about that. That's just like, you know, breastfed babies, C-section babies, boob babies, they're all the fucking same. Yeah, all exactly. All kids at the park. Like, really? <laughs> they're all picking their fucking nose and eating it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So we don't shame. I don't, you know, whatever works best for moms is what you should do. Yeah, I totally agree. And this, I like, and I just want to say, if you're going through birth trauma, it does get better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't last forever. But having one whole really fucked me up. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about life after baby. Your life goes downhill. No, just <laughs> you're um, fucked. You're, just you're absolutely fucked. Um, no. So, Jess, what was sex like for you the first time after your C-sections? Um, I'd, I'd say nothing really changes down there because there's no trauma. Right. There's no trauma that's involved. I do. It does hurt at first because it's a long, quite a bit of a period of time. Yeah. Um, and you get your whole guts, uh, cut open basically. You do. So during a C-section, they do take out your insides. It goes right on top of you. And then they just get placed back in. They swipe it with their (laughs) arm back in guys. I shit you not. You're fucking throwing, uh, just something into your body. Yes. And they, and they say that it all just goes back where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. I remember because my husband asked that he watched it guys. He saw it happen. He's like, (gasps) is that supposed to happen? And (laughs) my OB was like, yeah, it just all goes where it's supposed to go. He said she took her arm and just swiped it in. Oh my God. Women's bodies, like honest to God, think of what a woman can do. I know. Like we're fucking bomb. Yes, we are. Um, you know what, for me, like sex after the C-section is the same thing. It's more intimidating just Mm because you've had major surgery, Mm -hmm. but after I had Kane, and they had to redo my whole vagina. It was like yeah. reconstructive surgery, pretty much. It was very, uh, it was like brand new. It was like I was reliving losing my virginity, <laughs> which I want to relive. Because when I think about losing my virginity, all I think about is him in his fucking green pajama pants. Oh my God. So this is a shout out to all the girls. If you're about to have sex with someone and he's wearing fucking green plaid pajama Run. pants. Run! As fast as you can. Sounds like a new memory for you made. He still wasn't great, but yeah. <laughs> no, I can't imagine it would be. It's not. It's, it's not. awkward. Yeah. And you're just, it is. You have to get back into it. Exactly. You're mm. just doing a break it in, really. Yeah. It's like. got to pound it out. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, Deandra, do you feel satisfied with the pussy talk now? I'm still obsessed. And, um, but yes, I feel, I feel satisfied with our vagina talk for this episode. I think we can, I think we covered that. We did. Does everyone get that my vagina tore into one hole? (laughs) But I feel like it's probably relatable for a lot of other moms. If your vagina was one gaping hole, let us know. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? I read this thing and it said, after you have a baby, your body will never, ever be the same. Yeah. And a lot of people commented and said, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Of course, my body bounced back. And I think actually they're taking it the wrong way. Your body could even be better, Mm -hmm. but it's never going to be the same as before you birthed a human. Never. It doesn't mean that you're going to, that you're never going to lose baby weight or this and that. Like people say, it just means that you feel different. And I think that's where it mostly comes from. I don't want to say look different because you're right. You could either... I don't know, get back to your original 
baby weight doesn't mean your body's the same. Exactly. Or, I don't know, you could be some kick-ass fucking bodybuilder or something. Exactly. But it's never going to be the same as before you carried a baby Mm -hmm. for nine months. And for me, I really, really struggled with my body image. Um, Not so much after the twins, but after Kane, because Mm -hmm. I actually was in that bodybuilding world a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember after I gave birth, I had one of my husband's friends call me fat and it bothered me so much. You know this. I wouldn't even say bother. Like that was just, fuck, I would have punched him in the face if I could. Right. He said it behind my back. So Mm -hmm. we'll just add that. He said it to your husband, didn't he? To my husband or to his friend. And it got back to me somehow. Of Of course course it did. And if I can sell, tell women right now, two things. The first thing is sometimes people are just assholes And that's just what they are. You have to let them be assholes. And this is what I would tell myself. There are so many worse things you can be than fat. (laughs) (laughs) So true. You could be that asshole. Exactly. Yes. And I I wish I could have, to me, when he called me that, my world was shattered because I was young. I was so traumatized from my birth. My mental health wasn't great. Mm -hmm. And I had just been called fat. And that was the end of my world. And you know what? Let me tell you, since then, it's been seven years. I have been called so much worse than that. (laughs) No. (laughs) But still, I think that cripples women, especially because after you give birth, you don't feel like yourself. No. You're like, okay, when is this tummy going to go away? When is this going to go down? When am I going to fit into my jeans again? Like there is those insecurities because your body changes for nine months. Yeah. And you don't just snap back to exactly how it should be. And if you do, then you got damn good genetics and that's fine too. That's okay. But even, yeah, I just, even for me, um, I want to say like after cadence, my last one, that's when I really felt a big change in my own body where I was like, it was foreign to me. I got bigger hips, a bigger ass. Yeah. Like there's extra flab, like, and I know you say it all the time. Oh, you're so skinny. No, because that's the whole mentality for me at the same time too, is I don't feel like I did before. I, I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It's not about, um, how you look to others. A lot Mm -hmm. of times it's just how you feel to yourself, but not that society fucking helps. No. And I just, it really bothers me. And I've been, um, thinking about this. I hate how we say, well, she's fat because no, she has fat on her body. She's not fat. She's not defined by the fat or the, the muscle she has or whatever. Like we as women are so much more than our bodies. Mm -hmm. And it's just now I feel like that men and society, and I'm not all men. I will say my husband is not like that. Mm -hmm. Not all men. Uh, this asshole that called me fat. Yeah. Him. (laughs) I think that we just really want to say that every woman's body is beautiful, but I don't want to talk about women's bodies. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about women's minds. Yeah. We're fucking smart. We're hardworking. We are so much more than our bodies mm-hmm. and we aren't defined by the size of our jeans, yeah. the size of our dress or what some asshole has to say about us. hundred percent. What does that mean, Jess? This is the part of the show that we get to plug our own Instagram. If you don't follow us, make sure you follow our Instagram at the Social Girls Podcast. And we also have TikTok. We are 
gonna be using it a lot more, right, Deandra? We are. Um, we have to say um, our TikTok is R-rated. Mm -hmm. I just had a video taken down, actually. A Karen reported it. I know she did. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how yours got taken down, but I saw a video of some girl doing, you know, the wipe it down challenge? Yes. And she wiped and it was like something about squirting. <laughs> and it was on there. So another lady literally talked about how to squirt. So anyways, that's not even what your video was about. Can you send me that video of how to I squirt? I did. <laughs> I did send it yeah, to you. <laughs> anyways, we do have TikTok, which is also the Social Girls podcast. So if you enjoy watching funny videos, give us a follow there. And what is that Instagram? We want to share with you guys a recommended Instagram. Mm -hmm. It, She is so inspirational. Mm -hmm. It really is like what we talked about today yes. of body positivity. Mm -hmm. And we highly recommend you go follow her. Jess, mm -hmm. what is her handle? Her handle is the birds papaya. Her name is Sarah Nicole. And she is also like an influencer, blogger, um, mom. She has battled a lot of body issues throughout her entire life. And she talks about that journey and how she is comfortable in her skin now and yeah she's amazing go follow her highly recommend and we're gonna end today's episode with telling you that next week we have our first guest and we're so excited super excited so next week is gonna be a lot about women in business mm -hmm. and advice for new business owners mm -hmm. new moms Young women. It really advice for everyone. Everybody. Your mom is amazing. So yes, I can't wait for everyone <laughs> to meet her. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.